Welcome to Prima's 2020 podcast series. My name is Shonda Ragland. I am the Director of Education at the Public Risk Management Association. On this Prima podcast, Marco Gardi will discuss tips and resources to manage through the COVID-19 crisis. Marco is the Regional Risk Control Leader and author Jay Gallagher. We will also be joined by Prima's Education Coordinator, Taekwon Gilbert. Taekwon will moderate the discussion. Enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Marco. Oh, you're welcome. So in addition to CDC guidance on pandemic plans, what are additional considerations my organization should make in further developing the plan? So any organization's pandemic plan should be a subset of its business continuity plan or continuity of operations plan, COOP, and that's what it's typically called in the the public sector setting. So many of the same approaches and contingencies that can be employed for a pandemic as they would for natural disasters or similar events. In fact, most estimates state to plan for functioning with fewer than 30% employees during a pandemic peak and the impacts that disruption can cause. Now, when talking specifically for schools, a continuity of instruction plan should be implemented for continuing education, which considers the technological capabilities at the students' homes and, and plans for alternative student learning. And those plans could include and should include exposure to content through online means for delivering and receiving assignments, which we're seeing a lot of this put in place now, especially with universities. Uh, Adding supplemental content with home-based activities, especially for the uh, the younger crowd of the K through 12 school-age population. Uh, Partial continuation, which includes instruction provided at alternate locations, but may include or exclude some content. And those alternate locations should be picked out, especially if there's a a notice of contamination at the originating school site. And of course, if an alternate location has been selected. And there's also full continuation of instruction provided at alternate locations with full instructional content. And the last thing to do for a school is to plan to restructure the school calendar. And uh, from my experience, currently, we're seeing some schools definitely considering that and either eliminating or minimizing many points of interaction. As we speak about this time of the year and graduations coming up, there might be some changes concerning graduations and graduation activities, which could be problematic. Now, another thing to consider is your continuity plan should include the measures you will take if an employee is infected. How to accommodate employees who don't feel safe working in a communal space or whose home life may be affected if schools or child care centers are closed. It should also include a plan to address any employee who's at risk of infection while traveling in quarantine areas. And then lastly, you should plan a cadence of communication to your stakeholders. And those stakeholders are citizens, parents, students, as part of your organization's plan to alter its outward-facing operations and contingencies to meet operational objectives. Thanks for tuning in to this Prima podcast. I would like to take a moment to invite you to Prima's 2020 annual conference, June 14th through 17th in Nashville, Tennessee. Here are some words from Prima's meetings director, Monique Gilliam, regarding Prima's 2020 annual conference. Prima's annual conference will be held in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, June 14th through the 17th. It'll be at the Gaylord Resort and Conference Center. The room rates are 205 plus resort fees. And our cutoff date is May 17th. So book now, spaces are going up fast. 
Eligible attendees are those who work in the public sector, such as state government, local communities, special districts, intergovernmental pools, or a municipality. And if risk management is a part of your daily routine, you should be at Prima's annual conference. Our annual conference is a leading event for public risk management professionals and provides a unique opportunity for attendees to connect with and learn from peers and thought leaders from inside the industry. To learn more about Prima's 2020 annual conference, visit primacentral.org. What communication sources should my organization expect to rely on? Well, at this point, as you can tell, information fatigue is setting in. We're getting it from a variety of sources. However, I recommend relying on your local health department and, of course, the CDC to provide up-to-date information as well as guidance. The local health department is the most locally reliable source of info, and many times those health departments are the first to notify organizations of suspected cases involving visitors or employees. Now, specifically regarding school settings, this means your local Department of Education or County Office of Education can also be a source of information. And in most cases, those offices serve as a legal authority to close as well as reopen schools. What are the typical essential functions and core operations our organization should focus on maintaining? Well, for most organizations, employee welfare and human resources are the most critical aspects to manage and monitor. Other key functions would include payroll, so the use of direct deposit, for instance, which is pretty typically in place, your IT and technology teams, and during a pandemic, expect a surge of capacity. And in some cases with schools, we're seeing some equipment being taken home to continue that instruction at home. And there's also, again, as I referred to earlier, the, the testing of capabilities to do that. You also need your finance department and your accounts payable, receivable, as well as purchasing, because purchasing is a key role in obtaining contingent and backup needs and resources. And then finally, you want to make sure you have tested your communications plan and have those backup plans in place. Now, for schools, and these additional functions are also essential, and that includes security, your facility maintenance, and transportation operations. And the transportation team is especially useful in looking at transportation alternatives. And as I mentioned earlier, that may mean uh, taking pupils to an alternate instructional site, looking at your curriculum team to develop lesson plan options when instruction can't be done on-site at school, your attendance team to track and monitor changes in daily attendance, food service, student support and guidance, and then lastly, janitorial services. Now, what are some key components to keeping employees safe? Well, at this stage, many employers are implementing measures to stop disease transmission like social distancing, telecommuting, teleconferencing, and utilizing personal protective equipment in several work settings. And I, I mean those several work settings as being healthcare and first responder settings. There are other Key measures that are specific to schools that include uh, a critical piece to total employee welfare that is not getting as much attention is the psychological component. And in talking to my staff, they are processing the coronavirus in a variety of ways. Some individuals are unfazed and others are very concerned. Now, you compound that concern with a school closure or impacted family member, and the psychological strain can be quite high. So I recommend to support employees and students working with your EAP provider to understand what counseling services are provided and communicate the use of those EAP services to employees and parents. Additionally, if your organization is asking employees to telecommute, offer ergonomic guidance on setting up their home workstations. 
This guidance will become of greater importance the longer social distancing, telecommuting, and teleconferencing is put in place. And another recommendation to prevent disease transmission is to sanitize surfaces, especially if an individual has been suspected of being ill or has visited a quarantine area. This measure will also involve temporary closure until that sanitizing and cleaning is done. Now, for first responder roles such as EMTs and law enforcement, I recommend using an N95 face mask and gloves when interacting with suspect and compromised individuals such as the homeless. Vehicles used in transporting those suspect and compromised individuals should also be disinfected and cleaned immediately after they've been used. So if our organization does plan to close a part of its operations, what are some steps to successfully reopen and recover? Well, first off is work with your local health officials to ensure your facility is clear to reopen. You should also consult with your insurance broker to ensure any coverages have been addressed and the facility is safe and clear from a liability perspective. Secondly, communicate the reopening of the closed operation or the closed school to those stakeholders I mentioned earlier, and then create a plan to welcome employees and students back with clear instructions on what they should expect. Also plan to provide psychosocial support services for employees and students, and plan for maintaining communications with the educational authorities, those who have the legal authority for school closure, and of course, your local public health agency. We have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks to our speaker and all of our listeners. Please visit the Prima website to hear other Prima podcasts, view upcoming Prima webinars, read Prima blogs, and learn about other Prima educational resources. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and our very own Prima Talk. Have an amazing day.